0: Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions. 512-836-0590.
1: Hey, good morning, gardeners. Welcome to or welcome back to Gardening Naturally. Lovely day today. Oh, lovely day. Temperatures are perfect. Going to be warm today, no doubt about it. Possibly hitting 95 Whoa, don't need that. We do not need 95-degree temperatures. Unfortunately, I don't have a way to air condition the outside, so guess I'm going to have to deal with it. Nighttime lows are fabulous. Man, they are perfect for the winter garden. Daytime highs, well, 95 isn't, isn't a particularly great temp, but the rest of the week is mid-80s. Those temperatures work really well, especially with cool nighttime temperatures. That'll make all the difference for us. Let's go to the phone. This is Betty. Betty, what can I help you with?
2: Good morning. I have a question. I know it's a great time to be planting, but I want to make sure that my soil is ready. So I have an established um, backyard that I brought um, soil in a few years ago, and I made sure to have, put compost and mulch. And so now I, I think I need to you know, give it another oomph. Um, so should I pull away all of the mulch uh, before I do anything to try to amend the soil? And how do I amend the soil to even give it more of a lift?
1: Okay, yes, I'm pulling the mulch away. If the mulch gets turned into the soil, it can literally take nutrients out of the soil that are required to break the mulch down. So if you, it's worth the trouble to just pull it back so that you can get to the soil directly. And you don't have to look for every single piece of mulch. Just try to expose the bare soil second an inch thick layer of compost and lightly fork it into the existing soil and you'll have pretty pretty happy soil all right well that sounds easy enough i guess and thank you i appreciate it yes ma'am and good luck with that yeah folks mulch is necessary depending on the kind of mulch you have Mulch can be on top of the soil, but shouldn't be mixed into the soil. Mulch tends to tends to be, not always, tends to be shredded wood of some type. Whether it's bark, uh, cypress, you, you name the product, it tends to be the shredded material. Those materials do break down, but the goodies that break it down, the, the biology that breaks down those kind of materials take a lot of energy. So they can move nutrient from your soil to them so they can break down the mulch. Well, you don't want that. You don't want that. If you can remove the mulch and amend the soil, do so. Then put your mulch back. It means that more of the amendment winds up in the soil instead of trying to break down the mulch. Saves you a round of labor, too. (laughs) You don't have to uh, re-mulch or dig in your mulch or anything like that. Um, There's a chance of some rain. I really wish we could get some more. It's strange because from the day we finally broke the drought, well, we didn't break the drought, where we finally had some real rain here. I think it was near the end of September. I got two inches in one week. I had friends who got much more than that, and I hate them for that. Anyway, um, got about two inches of rain, and then we got some spotty showers then over the next couple of weeks. My schoolhouse lilies have been blooming. The only problem is I've got pretty big beds of them, masses of them, and they're blooming like one flower at a time. Over here on this bed, oh, the one in the corner over here is blooming. The next day I go out, it's not there anymore. The one in the middle is blooming. And I, I can walk around the places where i planted them and see that I'm only getting about one at a time, but I'm still Getting schoolhouse at least coming up. And I swear it's 100% because we finally got rain. Not just water. We got rain. And rainwater is super, super good gold standard for what the plants need. Let's go to the phone. This is Ann. Ann, what can I help you with?
3: uh yes uh Jim. thank you uh I just want to say something about the boxwood plant. I've got yeah. about eight of them and they're planted some in th- they get dampled sh- shade, dampled sun and shade, and some of them's kinda in the shade. They're beautiful, they're the most wonderful plants I've ever had. They're deer resistant uh, and also they they're just a, uh, they don't freeze. <laughs> I mean, all this cold weather. Mine look beautiful, but I water them. I water them quite a bit, and that may be once a week, or I don't. I don't really know how often. But they water once in a while. They may get one yellow leaf on it, but that may be just typical. But they need a lot of water. I just want to say that. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, that may be against the rules.
3: That may be against the rules, but I'm up here at Brownwood, and that's that's what it needs here. And I just love them; they're tough plants, too.
1: Yes, they are. They can be very tough. And the thing is, Mm -hmm. is there's multiple varieties of them. You know, so, and some of them are way different than the other ones. Well, see, that could be the
3: problem. I don't know what I have. (laughs) I right. don't know what I
1: have But they can do very well here But not mm-hmm. uh, They're not fans Of full sun And 105 plus degree temperature Which we got here in Austin mm-hmm. and Well that
3: didn't hurt colors. mine That didn't hurt my plants But I water them <laughs> I don't know well, why But it, But I'm not sure it's a Japanese I don't know what it is but got it that could got be the it. difference i don't know but anyway just a plain simple one that most nurseries sell are, is are, is the are the ones i have all right jim thank you so much appreciate you and love you in the lord bye-bye
1: thank you kathy um uh excuse me ann um kathy i don't have enough time left can you hang on and I will catch you on the other side of the coming up break. Um, That's something I'm hearing a lot of. I have people telling me, well, I don't care what the city said, I watered anyway, and my plants looked great. I I I don't have an answer for that, folks. I, I don't know what to say. Lots of us, Went on to the water restrictions and made that choice. It would be great if we could have had more water, but we didn't. And we still don't. We still don't have more water. Hopefully, as winter comes on, we'll start getting more and more rain. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. I need to take a break. I'll be right back.
0: This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512 836 0590.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, let's go to the phone. This is Kathy. Kathy, what can I help you with?
4: Oh, hi Jeff. I just wanted to thank you for uh, taking my call first and uh I just gonna comment on my schoolhouse lilies. They yes. were beautiful. But the ones that were beautiful were at the base of the oak trees where my mother in law had planted them. And I have plenty others that are like yours just coming one at a time.
1: I have I had one little patch. Probably ten. And they tended to bloom at the same time. Everything else has been, uh, oh, it's my turn, I'm going to bloom. Okay, your turn, you go bloom. That's the way but, mine were, but the ones that were planted in a group around
4: the oak trees were absolutely gorgeous after the rain.
1: Yep, yep. I, I, I love these lilies. They're so carefree, they're so easy, and oh, so yeah. reliable. Normally... Yeah. The group I have would have bloomed in September, but uh-huh. obviously we needed some rain to get them to fire off properly.
4: I agree. Uh, can I ask a question about them? When can sure. you transplant them?
1: I transplanted mine, um, in the spring and the spring. I, I picked that time. Yeah. I picked that time because I wasn't going out in the heat. I, I, I moved them in the relatively cool weather, and they uh-huh. didn't complain.
4: Okay. I have some relatives that would like to have some since they were my mother-in-law, and oh, yeah. uh, I wanted to share her with them because they are so pretty. They're such a pretty little flower. Uh,
1: the ones that are blooming for me now, I transplanted uh-huh. a year ago. So okay. there was no delay in getting them to flower.
4: Okay. Sounds good. I have one more question, if you don't mind. I have a little bitty yes, pink flower that looks like clover, the, the leaves. I got them from a sweet friend of mine years ago. I can. When do I plant those? I know they like it cool. I know that.
1: Um, plant them by seed?
4: No, they're little bulbs, very tiny little bulbs. Oh, but they look, uh, they, they look like cl- clover, but they have real pretty pink little
1: flowers. You could try it now. Our weather is finely decent. It's okay. cool enough. Loosen the soil up and put some of those in now. Uh, if we could get some rain, that will help them pop right up. Oh,
4: yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate your show.
1: Thanks for the call. Uh let's go to the phone this is Joni.
2: Um Jeff, I think I know the answer to this question but I don't think I'm going to like the answer. I'm going to um I bought compost to put on certain places in my yard that, you know, the grass has not been up to par. And I know you're not supposed to put compost on the ground when it's more than 85 degrees because it can burn the the so you know, to burn the grass. But since there's really not much grass there and it's going to be cool on Monday, Could I still put it out? It's because I have somebody today that's available to put it out, or should I just wait for
1: it cooler? It should be okay because we're going to get rain to go with it, and that will help prevent it from getting hot. And you're right. The temperatures will be great after today. So if they do this, The one thing you can do to help prevent the burn is to mist the compost they put out. Get it damp so that it doesn't start trying to decompose dead grass, which will cause the heat. You should be safe doing it now.
2: Oh, I'm so glad I called because uh, you gave me the answer I really wanted. Thank you so much.
1: You bet. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Yeah, folks. Listen, this 85 degree thing. If I were to have 90 degree weather and I spread compost over my turf, growing turf, right? I'm only going to put in a little bit, but I'm going to spread it over that turf. That compost could start breaking down any of the thatch. And the process of decomposition produces heat. And it actually produces enough heat that you can burn the turf. Now, thin layers of compost in this temperature range that we're looking at this week should be fine. If you are doing this and you're really concerned Wet it down well. That will help prevent it from doing its decomposition routine and generating that heat. Okay? It should be fine. We get to think about that again uh, because we haven't been this cool in forever. So these are things that kind of are dropping off now. We're back into the, it's the right time of year to be doing this. Things like our corn gluten. It's a good time of year to do the corn gluten. Especially with rain coming. That'll help the corn gluten break down and release the chemical alleles that they yeah, I pronounced that wrong. Uh, that inhibit weed seeds from germinating so this is a good time of year for those kind of situations what else is probably good at this time of the year um transplanting got a couple of questions about that texted to me this is the time to transplant stuff this would be considered planting a tree, you go to the nursery, you buy a tree, this is the time of the year you would plant it. This is the time of the year you would transplant things. But don't forget to have a successful, to have a successful transplant, you need to grab as much of the existing root as you can And depending on the size of the plant, that could be a lot of weight. A cubic, like I said, a cubic foot of soil, soil alone is about 75 pounds. Add to that a tree or a large shrub. Really great time to do transplanting. But be realistic with the size of the plant you're going to move. Because if you're not, it may be easier to simply buy a new one and just plant a new plant and let it get going. If the transplant is because something's growing in the wrong spot, That's a tough call because you would plant a new plant in the right place, get it established, and you could cut the wrong plant down. Don't need to transplant it. Or you can transplant, just be fully prepared for the weight you're going to have to, have to move you may need a skid loader to move something if it's too big a skid loader or a handful of teenagers i don't know which say both can do the job folks this is gardening naturally we're coming up to the bottom of the hour i need to break for the news i'll catch you on the other side
0: this is gardening naturally on news radio klbj with host jeff ferris Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey,
1: welcome back, everybody. It's um, it's a lovely day. It is a good gardening day. Going to get hot this afternoon, no doubt about it. But we're winding down nicely. We're finally out of those. Endless 100 degree days could not take any more of those. Now, granted, we're 95 today. That's supposed to be some kind of record heat for this time of the year. We're in the middle of October. Two weeks from now, two weeks from now, we fall back time wise. That means it'll be brighter in the morning, not a lot, but brighter in the morning. And we'll get dark really early at night. And that's fine. You can still garden. You just change your clock a little bit to get out there when you need to. So we have our best gardening season coming up. Yeah, really, these kind of temperatures are going to be perfect for the garden. They truly are. They're going to be just wonderful for the garden and we have all kinds of things we could plant now we could do transplantings. we can do new veggies um i want to remind people when you plant beets when you plant broccoli stagger your plantings Do a row of beets. Two weeks later, do a row of beets. Plant two broccoli. Two weeks later, plant two more broccoli. It's great that you can produce all of these particular crops. Are you going to eat them? Wouldn't it be better to go out there and harvest, rinse it off and eat it, rather than harvest a bunch of them and try to figure out how in the world Am I going to preserve some of this stuff? I mean, there's a limit to the number of beets a person can eat. They're good. They're healthy. Properly prepared. They're sweet as candy. But how many are you going to eat in a sitting? Can be tough. It can be tough. That's the wonders of our winter gardens. In the summer, our hot-season gardens, we tend to throw as much down as we can to get the biggest harvest we can and preserve it because the summer growing season is so short. We really don't get to grow from last frost to first frost. We didn't this year. We touched 110 degrees. We held at 105 for days on end. There's not a lot of plants that perform well in that weather. But in the winter, all of the plants perform well. Even when we get the frosts, many of our winter crops are like, man, I got cold, big deal. Now, ice storms, doesn't matter what you're growing. The ice storm is gonna do damage. And when we have weather that is below freezing for days on end, that's going to do permanent damage too, even to well established plants. So we have to deal with the vagaries we get here in central Texas when it comes to our weather. Sometimes it's nasty hot, sometimes it's icy cold. And we can't predict reliably what day that's going to be hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. And with the El Nino this year, who knows we could be having to have a paddle boat, we're all going to take canoes to work because we're going to get so much rain. And the same problem is, hopefully that won't turn to ice. So get what you can out of your garden. Put it to its best use. Don't overplant and not be able to eat all of your harvest. Or not be able to preserve your harvest. That can be an issue too. We have beautiful flowers at this time of the year. You should watch your roses start popping right up. Lots of blooms on them and bigger than summertime blooms. The cool weather lets it produce a larger flower. All of your flowering plants should behave much better in the weather that we're seeing. We will get a few flowering plants like alyssum and uh, pansies and petunias and all those other plants. This is their season. This is where you get a whole bunch of flowers in. This is where you get all that color and that beauty growing. I thought I had lost all of my betony. Nope, I got red flowers on it right now. Still came back from the heat, and it looks really good. So I'm waiting for cooler weather to make it shine even better, even better. And I think it's uh, more than uh, more than reasonable to get really good plants right now color is something that shouldn't disappear simply because of the season now in the summer of course we have all those native wildflowers lots of them but in the winter we get wildflowers in the winter we get great color in the winter i have volunteer blackfoot daisy all through the ditch in front of my house, lots and lots of Blackfoot daisy. They have such a beautiful smell. When the sun hits them, they have this almost honey scent to them. And they are so strong. They actually want bad care. They, they don't need to be watered and fertilized. They need to be neglected and they will do much Much better for you. They're a beautiful plant, and they will bloom through our winter. So that's something to look forward to, something to give you a smile. They're very cheery and help brighten up the season. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. I need to take a break. We'll be right back.
0: This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at
1: 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Oh, excuse me. Allergies today. Also, um, Ozone Action Day. So the air quality, not very good today, unfortunately. Um. Well, oh. this time of the year, I, I I don't know what particularly what particular allergy is getting me. It could be fall elm. But speaking of allergies, it's that time, folks. As soon as we get a good cold snap, a real, here we go, we're cold, that means the ash junipers, the cedars, are going to bloom. And they're going to burst out all that cedar pollen, and the world is going to be miserable. If you suffer from cedar, cedar fever, watch the weather. If we get down to where we're fairly close to freezing... That will be the trigger to cause the cedars to erupt. And that's when you'll see the, looks like the forest is on fire. Cause it'll be smoky, but it's not smoke. It's cedar pollen. And cedar pollen, oh, terrible stuff. Terrible, terrible, terrible. There are plenty of people who that ends their season runny eyes, runny nose, headaches, itchy ears, all sore throat, all of the classic allergy symptoms. And we're getting close to that time. You can help predict it by watching how the temperature drops off. When we get colder, That will trigger the trees. Now, we'll always get somebody who says, I have a cedar tree and I hate cedar fever. Can I cut it down? Well, you can, but it's not going to make any difference. We get cedar bursts that are measured up in Oklahoma because there's so much of it. Removing that cedar tree from your yard You'd almost be better keeping it because of the wildlife, of the water retention, of the landscape beauty. But cutting it down, you've done nothing to prevent the cedar from bothering you. Sure would be nice if it was that easy, but we need, oh, we really, really need More trees. And these are great trees to have. Other than the pollen. And that's, that's difficult. I mean. You know, what would a rose be without its thorns? That's kind of the situation we're looking at here. So. Watch instead, watch instead for the temperatures. As we get closer and closer to that break, where it gets pretty cold, the closer we'll be to the cedar trees erupting. Uh, This is an interesting text question. I love this one. First time I saw it, it totally freaked me out too. You may go out and you look and you've got this mass of bees in a tree. You can hear them buzzing. They are are not going to bother you if you don't bother them. Don't blast them with water. Don't spray them with poison. They're migrating. They literally are moving from one hive to a new hive and more than likely that hive won't be in that tree. They'll find someplace else to go to make make their new hive. It is not unusual for bees to do this. They get too full in the hive they're at, or it's time to replace queens. There's a lot of reasons that they can do this migration. It is amazing Um, it happened in a tree that was just far enough away that I got a perfect view with a pair of my binoculars. But they never came by and bothered me. They filled the tree completely, and it was like a day later, they were gone. They went and made a nest wherever they were going, excuse me, made a hive wherever they were going to make the hive. If you can be patient... You really don't have to do anything. Don't irritate them. Don't spray them with anything. Don't blast them with noise. That can really get them irritated. And they will probably be gone before you could get anybody out there to even look at them. It is truly, it is truly unnerving. Ooh, I do want to answer this question. Where can I buy schoolhouse lilies? Okay, the Austin Organic Gardeners Club. When they have their plant sales, they can have uh, they can have schoolhouse lilies for sale there. At the Natural Gardener, we used to get schoolhouse lilies in. Now it's been a while since they've seen their buyer sheet. So I'm not sure if that's still happening, but you can give them a call and ask, hey, do you guys still get schoolhouse lilies and when? Sometimes people will have schoolhouse lilies and they'll just have to separate them. So they'll dig them up, separate them, and they'll either give away or sell the school ho- schoolhouse lily bulbs that they propagated. But some of our nurseries will carry them. The Austin, uh, Lady Bird Johnson wildflower sale, Lady, uh, the various Austin Organic Gardening Club sales are great places to track down to see if they have schoolhouse lilies for you. Otherwise, call your local nursery and ask them if schoolhouse lilies will be available when the rest of their bulbs are. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. It's a beautiful day. Get out there and enjoy it. I'll talk to you all tomorrow at 8 a.m.